I am now joined by Peter Okonkwo. He is a Nigerian-based author who has written six books. He is also the founder of P English Literature YouTube channel, which is a YouTube channel that has got over 6,000 subscribers where he interviews authors and also does book reviews. Peter, welcome to the Black Book Show. Uh, as I just mentioned, I know you're the author of six books so far. We're not going to speak about, you know, the whole six books because we've got a limited amount of time. So okay. uh, we're going to focus on a couple of those books. Um, one of your book titles now is Fate in the Dungeon of Doom. And I see in that Fate in the Dungeon of Doom is a completive poet poetic work on the human destiny, fate, and its connection to our everyday life. So I'm curious to know what led to your comp contemplations about the human destiny and why have you chosen to explore this theme in your works? Yeah, thank you so much, Makone. You know, I love to think of myself as a philosopher. I love to think of myself as a thinker. And I love asking questions about the nature of the human being. When I wrote Fate in the Dungeon of Doom, I had quite a lot of questions in my head. I have quite a lot of contemplation coming to my mind about the nature, about who fate is, about what is fate itself, about who determines the fate of the life of a man. And in Fate, the Dungeon of Doom, it's more like a contemplation that I have concerning the nature of the human fate and destiny, trying to know if fate is the same as destiny or if they are different. Trying to know if fate is a making of God or an anonymous destination that we human beings have to go through. And trying to know if we human beings have power to control our own fate or not. You know, the book is written from the perception of a narrator who has been through quite a lot of terrible, quite a lot of heartbreaking and heart-wrenching experiences and it's asking questions in form of poetry. And one of the things actually that struck me in the book, or one of the things that really that really intrigued me while writing the book is the fact that it is written in the first person, first person point of view, first person narrator point of view, with a lot of eyes. And sometimes when I got some people read it, they were like, oh wow, that's quite deep. Is it about your life? You know, I love asking questions about the nature of human being. And part of this is what led me to the making of fate, trying to know quite a lot of things about the nature of the human fate. If fate is a making of God, an anonymous destination, and trying to know the issues on the line of human fate, and eventually what will become the aftermath, which is dealt. You know, it's a lot of questions in the book and it's a lot of things i just love to come up with concepts love to come up with ideas have a bit of philosopher in it and ask some questions breathtaking one that would case my readers to think along and provide answers for themselves okay so with regards to your book fate in the dungeon of doom um i want to speak now about the second section of your book because um, the second section of your book talks about the story of a Nigerian man called Kwame who goes missing and the aftermath of his disappearance, uh, particularly on his mum and siblings. Please tell tell us more, you know, about Kwame, um, first of all, you know, who he is and tell us more about the tragic poems of Kwame 
and also whether Kwame was found. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, the poems of Kohame makes a second section of fate in the Dungeon of Doom. And it's a story about a Nigerian man gone missing. And the aftermath of his disappearance on his, on his family, talk about his mother, talk about his younger brother, Etienne, his younger sister, and his family member. The story of Koame is conveyed through narrative poetry. You know, there's no other way I could convey the story. It's more like a story, actually, which at first I wanted to write more like a short story. But I feel that this, I'm already, I love writing poem and I, I come about narrative poetry. So I was like, I think it would be fine if I can convey the story of Kohame in form of narrative poetry. And actually I have the first poem, Kohame, Come Home the anguish of a depressed mother. And on each poem, I have a particular character in the book writing the said poem. Take, for instance, in Kuame Come Home, it is written by Vanessa, that's Kuame's mother, which is more like a conversation, a speech, in a way that it can even it can even be performed as a stage play. Then other poems too, I have one whereby Eten is the one speaking, Eten is the narrator. And over as a story keep unfolding through poetry, it, it takes the steep of you know reverberation of, of tragedy, of sadness, as Vanessa and Kohame continues to search for. Kohame, as Vanessa and Etienne rather continue to search for Kohame. So the story of Kohame is a story of a Nigerian man gone missing. And, you know, sometimes when, so some people who have read it actually were like, oh, I love your story. And sometimes I, I kind of feel that most people experience this, especially from the point of view of Vanessa. Because after Kawame has gone missing. Vanessa took quite a lot of her time, conduct spiritualists, go to, you know, conduct quite a lot of gods, like we have Ugun, we have Shango, Osoyi. Even though she's a Christian, she had to leave her faith as a Christian to seek the concept of the gods of Africa, just so they can provide answers to all of her tears, just so they can find out where exactly Kohame is. You know, the story is quite a very long, heartbreaking and very sad one, even to write. And well, to know if Koame is still found or currently missing is what I would love to explore the more. Actually, I'm currently working on a full poem for that, and it's gonna be and it's gonna be a second book. It's gonna be a book, a standalone on itself, titled Kohame come home. So in the book, I'm gonna explore all of the story of Kohame, and from there we'll get to know if Kohame will come home or it would go missing forever. Actually, it's a story that touched on the theme of spirituality, on the themes of most things that most African women and children undergo, and also on the theme of illegal migration, because Koame eventually got to involve himself in illegal migration, whereby they're trying to cross from Nigeria to Libya, from Libya to Europe, before they get stuck on the way and something terrible happened to them, to the Mediterranean Sea. Now that's for my upcoming publication for Koame, come home. So your most recent collection is the Escape from the Unseen Dungeons book series. Yeah. And A Cry for Mercy happens to be the first book of that series. Absolutely. Can you tell us about this particular series and how it came to be? Um, you know, what inspired you to making um, the series? Yeah, following on from my contemplation, 
I too love spirituality. I love exploring the theme of spirituality. And um, Escape from the Sin Dungeon actually was inspired by the book Fate in the Dungeon of Doom, by the fourth section of Fate in the Dungeon of Doom, actually, by the poems of Fate. And again, over the over the years, I've written Oosford. Also in Oosford, I have some terrible, heart-wrenching and depressive poems in there. Then I thought of coming together and producing something light, something uplifting, something that could arouse the human spirit. And here, in Escape from the Saint Dungeon, it's a totally spiritual book of poem, whereby I explore the lamentation in life, human lamentation, in A Cry for Mercy, actually, I love to consider it as a book of plea and lamentation because in the book, I ask quite a lot of questions as well. It's more like, more like most people who have read it was like, oh, it's more like a modern job crying in the desert. It's more like a lamentation book. It's more like you know a prophetic book whereby you have the tone of the narration more like that of a detected being. So in A Cry for Mercy, it's more like my contemplation on the subject of spirituality, trying to know if, trying to also discern the sort of relationship that exists between the physical realm and the spiritual realm. And more importantly, trying to know if a man can actually be in bondage, I mean spiritual bondage, and not know. All of these are what I explore. I also explore the difference that exists between the human component, the component of the human body, where we have the soul, where we have the spirit and the body. And all of this actually is what come together. But in A Cry for Mercy particularly, it's more like a book of plea and lamentation where the narrator asks quite a lot of questions and asks quite a lot of tears in, in the book. Yeah. So you write on the theme of philosophy, fatalism, spirituality, you know, some hard to topics of life that many can consider quite argumentative or people could get emotional about how do you handle um you know any you know negative feedback or criticism yeah when it comes to criticism i'm the kind of person that i always know that feedbacks are the human opinion you know it's it's something that you don't really have to take to heart because considering the topic of fatalism itself the topic of obstacle, the topic of spirituality is a type that most people do not like. I've had some, you know, people email me and said, oh, sorry, Peter, I'm an atheist. I won't be able to read your book. I don't believe in spirit. I don't believe in demons. I don't believe in God. And so I don't, I think I'm not a perfect person for your book. And as such, I, I just think, you know, feedbacks is not meant to be taken to heart. It's, it's an opinion of a reader. And I've also had people who really love the book. I've had some people say to me that, wow, your book speaks to my life. It addresses some of the pains that I've been through personally. And I've heard other people say, oh, sorry, I don't understand it. It's terrible. It's horrible. So feedbacks and criticism is tough. I love to you know, just take lightly. And I do love it, even though it's positive or negative. I'm much more interested even in negative feedbacks because I love to read what they think. It's negative in it. And I love to think and I love to know what most people have to say about spirituality because not everybody believes in spirituality. You know, we are much more concerned about what we can see with our physical eyes or you can hear with a physical ears, or you can, you know, touch with a physical sense of organ. When it comes to things that have to do with spirituality, not everybody can relate to it. And so I consider feedbacks and, you know, opinions 
meant to be for everyone. Different people have their different sort of feedbacks and different opinions to take. And as such, I don't take it to add. I just take it lightly and I welcome everyone, be it positive or negative. So you've written six books and they're all poetry books. So, you know, what made you just, you know, decide to write poetry books as opposed to, you know, writing, you know, non-poetry books and novels, for example, or, you know, other books which are not necessarily poetry? Um, why was why was it so important that you, you know, shared your stories in a poetic way? Yeah, you know, everybody has their own different style of writing. And the one that appeals to me the most is to poetry. You know, I find it very easy, very light and very fun to do, to, you know, create stanzas, to create lines and stanzas in form of poetry, and to sit down creating long paragraphs in form of novels. So poetry comes to me very easily. Well, of course, I've been writing a book since 2019, it takes And funny enough, I'm still at chapter nine to tell you how sometimes I find it very hard. I have the ideas all in my head, the stories over there in my head, but to just sit down and start crafting long paragraphs in form of stories, it's sometimes I consider it very hard. But when it comes to poem, I can turn stories that are meant to be very old into a poetic line and they come flowing very nicely. So poems to me comes very easily. It's more like, you know, something I love doing. I can sit there and the idea just come to me, put my words together. And I think this has to do with the talent or the gift. Everybody asks one, they ask differently. So yeah, poetry comes to me easily. And that's why I've been able to have six books on it so far. I'm even working currently on two other projects, which is also meant to be poetry. But, you know, I would still love to explore the themes of other genres of literature as well, like publishing a novel, which I've been working on since 2019. But for poetry, it's something that comes to me easily, and I enjoy doing it so much. Okay, so I want to speak now on your YouTube channel, Pete English Literature. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell the audience about more, you know, about, you know, how that came about and, you know, what you do? Yeah, the, the idea for P English Literature actually started when I first published my first book, Ecstasy of the Dead. And then I had no mean of marketing the book. I had no mean of promoting it. At first, I thought once you publish a book on Amazon, Amazon will do the promotion themselves. I never knew it's a different story entirely. So at first, I was trying to get some reviews. I'm trying to get people to know the work and I feel like come to think of it it's very hard you know marketing is very hard after you get a book out there to get people to know about it it's a different work itself so I came up with the idea of okay what if I create a channel whereby I can review books by independent published author and also you know interview independent published author because I've come to notice and realize that marketing particularly among self-published author is very hard and so that's how the idea for the English literature came to be that was 2020 August and that's like three years ago actually yeah, it's a really good channel, P English Literature. I mean, I've been featured on it. You've interviewed me about my book, the books, The Rise of Rastafari, and yeah. also Life in Gambia, the Smiling Coast of Africa. So listeners, um, you know, if you go onto P English Literature channel, obviously not now because you're listening to the show, um, but, you know, uh, later on, if you go to P English Literature on YouTube, 
uh, you can see a range of different uh, interviews where Peter has interviewed different uh, authors and he's also done book reviews as well, um, as well as the Black Book Show virtual book tour. The Black Book Show virtual book tour, uh, which happens on the last Sunday of each month, um, every month um, that goes up on Pete English Literature YouTube channel, the recordings as well. So you can also watch um, previous editions of the show um, of each month. So we're, we're coming to a conclusion of the interview now. Uh, before we go, what I would like you to do is, you know, give us your final comments to the listeners and, you know, let people know where your books can be purchased from. Yeah, thank you so much once again. I really do appreciate this fabulous opportunity. Yeah, my books currently are only available on Amazon. You can find it on Amazon US, on Amazon UK, on Amazon Australia, Amazon India, wherever you reside in that Amazon is. You can find it currently on Amazon. So Amazon is a point whereby my books are currently available for purchase. I'm trying to set it up for Barnes & Nobles and on other platforms as well. With just a search of my name, Peter, Okonkwo on Amazon platform, even via Google, they would link you up to my books. Yeah, that's where it's available on for Porsches. Yeah, you got. I think you'll have to spell your surname because some people might not get that. So your first name is Peter, yes. P-E-T-E-R, and your surname is spelled Okonkwo, O-K-O-N-K-W-O. I say that again, O-K-O-N-K-W-O. W O. So by searching Peter Kunko on either Facebook, either Amazon rather, sorry, or Google, all of my books will come up. Okay, and just to reiterate again, your your YouTube channel in case people want to you know follow you, um, subscribe to your YouTube channel or check out some of the videos that you've done. Yeah, I would also love that. And your session even on Google as well on YouTube with P. English literature, P, then a full stop, because the P actually stands for Peter, P, full stop, then English, E-N-G-L-I-S-H, and literature, L-I-T-E-R-A-T-U-R-E. All of my videos will come up. We are currently above 6,000 subscribers. And I think as at the time of this podcast, I've got over 253 videos published. Wow, wow. Well, thank you very much, Peter, for joining us on this edition of the Black Book Show. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I so much appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm very excited.